Christmas is always one of the best days of the year. Not because of the gifts, but because of the gift. Because we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior. You may or may not know that the day after Christmas is also a holiday. It isn't celebrated in the United States. I guess maybe some pockets of people here and there. And it's not on a whole lot of calendars, but it's a big deal in the United Kingdom and some of its territories. It's called Boxing Day. Uh, it has nothing to do with the sport of boxing. And it's not really widely known outside of those areas. So what is it? What, what is Boxing Day? Well, I'm glad you asked. Unfortunately, it's not what it was uh, in the beginning. So here's a few details. It's always the day after Christmas. It began in the mid-18th century, and it's also known as St. Stephen's Day, who is the patron saint of horses. I don't know the connection there. Uh, it's a day that the servants and the tradespeople and the poor were traditionally presented with gifts. And unfortunately, by this century, it's become a day associated with shopping and sporting events. So why is it called Boxing Day? Well, it's known that way because of Christmas boxes. And on Christmas, the people that had the money to buy gifts and all would do that on Christmas. And then the following day, they would um, take care of those that were less fortunate. And it just seemed like a good day to celebrate that. Now, not many of us have servants, I'm sure, but we certainly know of needs of other people. And giving is always a good idea. That's why God gave us the best. Let's pray. Father, I just give you thanks that you have given most of us the ability to give. You have blessed us in ways that we are fortunate enough to be able to give those to those that are not as fortunate. So Lord, uh, let us take those opportunities. And it doesn't need to be a special day, a special time, but Lord, let's make sure that we're reaching out in the ways that Jesus would want us to. So, Father, I just ask your blessing on uh, the message that you've given me, and, Father, people would be blessed by it. So, Lord, open our hearts, minds, and ears. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to share the lyrics from a, a new 2021 Christmas song. It's called The Manger and the Cross. It's by Benji and Gloria Gaither. And I don't usually share all of the song uh, because, you know, I frequently do uh, share song lyrics. But I don't want to leave anything out of this song. And this is the, the lyrics to this. It says, The road was dusty, rough and long. Her labor pains were getting strong. The inns were full as night closed in on them. Young Mary made it to a barn leaning hard on Joseph's arm. His coat in straw would make for her a bed. 
that night in Bethlehem, city of bread. Long promised bread of life was born, brightest star and darkest night, treasure and loss, the wood and the bread of life, the manger and the cross. A wooden manger was his bed, a bag of grain held his sweet head, the borrowed cave became his borrowed home. Soon borrowed neighbors came to see this fragile baby, eternity, lying there in Mary's arms awake. And did the carpenter feel the rough wood? Was there in Mary's heart some pain? Brightest star and darkest night, treasure and loss, the wood and the bread of life, the manger and the cross. A commonplace, a baby's face, where all heaven and earth danced in the light. All the hopes and fears of all the years are met in you tonight. Tender hand and rugged wood, deepest hunger, holy food. The breath of God comes right to where we are. That night in Bethlehem, city of bread, long promised bread of life was born. Brightest glory and darkest night, treasure and loss. The wood and the holy seed, the manger and the cross. I ask you to maybe look that up on YouTube uh, by the Gaithers and give the name of the manger and the cross. Well, we realize, I'm pretty sure, that if there was no cross, the manger is meaningless. There would be no celebrating the birth of the Savior, Messiah, King of Kings. The angels would have no hallelujahs, no threat to Herod's throne. The shepherds with no story to tell. And the wise men would have no destination. Hundreds of baby boys would not have been murdered. Most importantly, we would have no hope, no salvation. We would be still sacrificing sheep and following the law and hoping for heaven. And even Santa would be out of a job. No Rudolph or Frosty, no elf on a shelf. <clears throat> Excuse me. You and I were born to live. Jesus was born to live, to be an example for us, but also born to die and be born again. Born to be the perfect sacrifice, the spotless lamb. Because of this, we have hope. No, more than hope, we have a promise. Now, some things I need to remember, because there was blood in the manger. You know, if you've ever been in there for the birth of a baby, a gentleman, you will see blood. If you have a hard time with that, then that's not the place for you to be. But there is blood in the birthing of a baby. Well, there was blood at the cross. Okay, and there was blood before the cross as Jesus was flogged and beaten. But the blood at the cross as the, the nails pierced his hands and the sword pierced his side. So Jesus came as a baby, but he's returning as a lion. He was born in a borrowed cave. He was buried in a borrowed cave. Luke 2.19 tells us this, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
I like what the message says here. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. Well, what things? Well, just to see how it all came together. Caesar Augustus decreed that there would be a census taken. I'm sure that that was not Caesar Augustus's idea, that he was led by the Lord to do that. So why is that important? Well, it was important because it got them to Bethlehem. Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. He couldn't have come a few days early while they were still in Nazareth or someplace in between or after they had left Bethlehem to go back home. No, he had to be born in Bethlehem. Micah 5.2 says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So they had to get there somehow, and God had the plan. Well, God provided for a place for Jesus to be born. Now, Jesus was over, or excuse me, Jerusalem was overwhelmed with people. And they were all there for the same reason. Now, if you've ever been into a small town, uh, we lived near the, the beach for several years in Ocean City, Rehoboth, that area. And in the winter, it's not too bad. But in the summer, the place is just packed with people from all over. And that's probably how Bethlehem was. Just a, a normal city, and all of a sudden, it doubled or tripled in size. So they had to get there for the census. And probably many of them were without a room. Now, most Christmas pageants have an inn and an innkeeper. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But what's important is the place was found for Jesus to be born. Well, and God provided a bed for his son. The angels announced to the shepherds that they could find the baby lying in a manger. Certainly not the most comfortable, but Jesus, King of Kings, would get used to not having the luxuries of an earthly king. Well, God also made sure that the word got spread about his son's birth. The shepherds, they didn't have much of a life. Okay? They were looked down upon by most everybody else. They were just kind of a notch above the lepers. So they probably didn't have much of anything that happened in their lives day to day. And, all, and so I think that's why God chose them. Because in Luke 2.20, it says the shepherds returned glorifying God and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Okay, the angel said, this is what you need to look for. And it was just like the angels said. Now, they had some good news. They had great news to spread to people. 
I mean, these men and maybe some teenage boys, they'd heard angels singing, telling them where to go and what to look for. And then they had seen the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, with their own eyes. No doubt their lives were changed. One thing the shepherds didn't know, Mary didn't know, Joseph didn't know, was the fate of this baby, the king. If we go back to Luke 2.19, Mary pondered on these things. I can only imagine that Mary thought about that Christmas night often, even as she stood near the cross, thinking about what Simeon had said to her in Luke 2, where in verse 35, he said, a sword will pierce your own soul too. Okay, she probably, over the years, had to be thinking about that. And then as she stood by the cross, she knew what Simeon meant. The pain that she felt in childbirth was replaced by the pain of seeing her son suffer and die. The manger and the cross. Let's pray. Father, I just give you thanks that Jesus was born. You gave us the Savior, that there's no other way. Uh, like Jesus tells us in John 14, 6, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And no one, no one, no one comes to you, Father, except through him, a belief in him. And so, Lord, those that know you and love you, Father, I just pray that you'll strengthen them each day, that you'll give them the boldness that they need, and that, Lord, you will help them to, to see where they need to uh, plant seeds uh, of faith, and that, Lord, your kingdom will increase, that we will take uh, Christmas seriously and not just kind of move on uh, into the, the new year. But, Lord, well, if we're going to make a resolution, let it be that we start to do what we've been called to do. But, Father, I, listen, or I pray for anyone that's listening that, that doesn't know you, that there's no relationship between you and them. And so, Father, I know that you want it to start, that you want them to be attracted to who you are and know in their hearts that they need a relationship with you. <coughs> Excuse me. So, Father, please, please just draw them to you and, Lord, let them realize that they're a sinner but so is everybody else. That no matter how great their sin may be, it doesn't matter. You will forgive it. Let them know that myself and everybody else that calls himself a believer, that they had sin in their lives, and we still do. So, Father, draw them to you. <coughs> and Lord, you can make a difference not just in their lives, but the lives of those around you and around them. So, Father, let them pray in this way. Dear Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. I know I need a Savior. Father, forgive me for all my sins and help me to learn to lean on you and to love like you. So, Father, 
I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your love and your guidance, that your Holy Spirit will guide me through my life, and it'll draw me closer and closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen.